Well, he's back. Let's talk about it. Locked on UCLA. You are locked on UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, it's Zach Anderson, the Oxheimer. Thanks for tuning in to Locked On UCLA, and thanks for making it your first listen each and every day. It's free wherever you get your podcasts, as we're excited for the buildup for UCLA to take on the Pitt Panthers in the Sun Bowl. So who's back? Well, we tried to upload the episode yesterday. Technical difficulties, so we'll talk about it again. Bill McGovern, who comes through, he is back. He is confirmed to be coaching in the Sun Bowl for UCLA, the defensive coordinator, as the Bruins seems set on having a nearly complete roster compared to a pit team that's going to nearly miss almost half their starters close to it in the Sun Bowl, including their starting QB, starting running back, who's one of the best in the country, and some several key starters for Pat Narduzzi's bunch. So for the Bruins, first off, UCLA is as excited as it gets to try and win to a bowl game for the first time since 2015, since the 2014 season, with their defensive coordinator back in Bill McGovern. UCLA has sorely missed him since the last five games. He missed all five of those after the Oregon game, when Stanford, Arizona State, Arizona, SC, and then Cal, and then he is good to go after what has been deemed as a health issue. But he's good to go, and not only is he here for this year, it is Bill McGovern who confirms saying, absolutely, absolutely, he will be here for 2023, which may be happiness to some UCLA fans' ears. And from others I've seen on social media, criticizing and angry that Chip Kelly can't get the defensive coordinator and the defense correct. Well, let's just kind of share some numbers for the UCLA defense, which is already going to have an interesting time preparing for a pit team that doesn't look like what they've had already in 2022. This is what UCLA's defense had here in the 2022 regular season. With Bill McGovern healthy and available for games throughout the majority of the first half of the 2022 regular season. The Bruins gave up on average just under 26 points per game, allowed 373 yards per game, and forced 12 turnovers in their first six games before giving a goose egg against Oregon where they didn't force anything, which left a lot of sour taste in the UCLA, you know, in their taste buds after that Oregon game. And then Bill McGovern wasn't there the next five games, missing some crucial contests, the Arizona game, and largely that USC game. With him gone, after UCLA was holding teams just under 26 points. Yes, large part of that did come in with the fact that they had won an easy non-conference schedule and a cupcake of a conference game to start. But still, UCLA got key wins over Utah, the Pac-12 champion, and Washington, another key team with the nation's leader in passing yards, and forced multiple turnovers in that game and largely had big leads in those two games, at least late in the Utah game, and in that third quarter of Washington before letting the Huskies in it and then putting the Utes away. So this is a defense that showed some energy and some lively in a livelihood compared to the first few years of Chip Kelly's tenure. So whatever it was, the Bruins did look a lot more game. Yes, they did get some key transfers. Find a Leatu Latu, who was second in the country when it comes to, and well, second in the Pac-12 when it comes to sacks per game, won the top in the country when it comes to forcing fumbles per game, as he was just a nice standout to get as a, all right, 
Is he ready to play? No, he's going to lead your team in tackles for loss and sacks. And then the nice transfers with the Murphy Twins. He was given some nice pieces, but clearly Bill McGovern did make a difference because when he was gone, UCLA gave up nearly 32 points per game, almost a touchdown difference with him in or out with uh, Bill McGovern in or out. Over 436 yards of offense per game on those last five games. And the Bruins, two losses in those last five games compared to six and one in their first seven. And now that we know Washington was for real, we know that Utah was for real. It makes UCLA fans, we should appreciate how much Bill McGovern made an impact for the Bruins because they forced five turnovers those last five games. But you have to think, all right, the Cal game, they forced two, including a drop punt. You have the Jack Lander, the late forced fumble late for the Bruins to win that Cal game. Otherwise, Cal could have gone on. And at the end there, made Bruins fans just even hate the end of the season, which could have been nearly a disastrous end of the year. Bill McGovern's impact saw a team that averaged nearly two turnovers forced through the first six games, 12 through the first seven. And then they weren't forcing turnovers. They weren't getting stops. Over the last five games, again, UCLA gave up 24 red zone trips to their opponents. And I know Chip Kelly largely goes, Ben, but don't break defenses over his head coaching tenure, especially in the collegiate game. But for the Bruins, they gave up almost more than half of the red zone trips to their opponents in the second half of the season than they did in the first half, where, yes, you can kind of count towards those beginning parts of the season opponents, but Utah, Washington, they were keeping them out and finding ways to make big plays defensively. So are we happy Bill McGovern's back? I think it's good, especially for 2023. Keep some, keep some continuity and see what this means going forward. This is a good test in this UCLA game against Pitt because Pitt's going to be without some players. Who? Well, we'll tell you because, you know, if UCLA's defense doesn't stand out this game, it might be a knock on Bill McGovern and to all the naysayers for the UCLA defense this year. If he comes back and does a scheduled, well, then all the pro Bill McGovern and UCLA defense fans will say, hey, we're building, we're going to be better even next year if we can keep all the tools on defense and continue to build in the portal and get some guys over the next couple of years heading into the first year of the Big Ten. So who's going to be missing? Well, we'll tell you. But you can bet on a large part of the UCLA players going to be there as we tell you about BetOnline. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to the college bowl season, basketball action, everything. They've got it all with BetOnline.net. You love sports podcasts. They got those there with BetOnline as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get all your betting information. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts, where it starts. All right, second segment, Locked On UCLA. We talked Bill McGovern's back, and he's back for 2023 as he's confirmed. So Chip Kelly doesn't want to make another coordinator change and have his third coordinator in three years and last couple of seasons. And largely, Bill McGovern had some promising start to the season before missing the back half. UCLA's defense will have a challenge, not exactly a challenge of having to stop Pitt's starting quarterback, which was Kedon Slovis, and their starting running back, who is arguably the best in the country, according to one Mac Brown, who said, all right, Israel Abanaconda, who had a one-time six-touchdown, 300-yard rushing performance for the Pitt Panthers against Virginia Tech, is one of at least eight to ten starters, depending on if anybody drops out late at the end of the game, right before the game, or anything for Pitt. I mean, UCLA can have the same problems, too. But for Pitt, excuse me, 
they're missing their starting quarterback, who's already transferred out, Fadakanda, who stepped out and is obviously taking his talents to the NFL draft, who leads the touch that who leads the NCAA in touchdowns this season on the ground in overall touchdowns with 21. So for UCLA, they've got themselves quite the quite the easier task against a pit team who won, who beat West Virginia, you know, who beat West Virginia earlier this year. Two took Tennessee to overtime when both teams were at full strength, but lost heartbreakingly short in front of a sellout packed crowd at Pitt. And he had a running back who is would have been an excellent matchup. Charbonnet versus Bonaconda between those two in a single game. That would have been a fun matchup. And we're not even sure we'll even get one of those running backs, depending on Charbonnet's status. More on that later. So for Bonaconda, who averaged about 130 rushing yards a game in his 11 games, he missed a game and a half due to injury. So even he didn't have a full season, and he could have been one of the nation's leading rushers if he played a full season. But he's out. You have Keaton Slovis out. So you're expecting Rodney Hammond Jr., who is a sophomore tailback, to get some time. You have Nick Patty, who's expected to start at QB for Pitt, who's gone through four seasons as a Pitt Panther, 558 yards, 58% completion percentage, four touchdowns and a pick, 61 rushing yards and four touchdowns. That's over four years hasn't thrown a pass since the early part of the season. He did start their Peach Bowl game after they had Kenny Pickett declare early, and he didn't play in the game last year for Pitt season. And then you had, all right, Nick Patty say, all right, let's rock and roll. Nick Patty says, all right, here we go. Hasn't had that much time to play over the four years, and he gets a golden opportunity in what's likely his last game as a Pitt Panther. You have Rodney Hammond Jr. who hasn't hasn't had the best of seasons in terms of, all right, crazy backup running back like UCLA, seeing some guys go off. Could, could be a good option, but as Bill McGovern said in his media availability at the Sun Bowl this week, it's all for opportunity. You can only worry about guys on the field, and that's what UCLA has to worry about because offensively there's still one Jared Wayne who has one of the better receivers, 1,000 yards, has five touchdowns, it leads the team in receptions, even though his availability could still change at any moment, at any time, depending on the recording of this podcast, he was still sure on playing this game. So for Wayne, there's still a bunch of guys that could still shift the narrative as to how UCLA could play defensively. Either way, this seems to be a perfect matchup for UCLA to force turnovers, get tackles for loss, and send a lot of those longtime defenders ready and home back home with a win in what could be UCLA's first bowl win since 2015 in the Alamo Bowl. When, hey, remember that was Brett Hundley's last game? That's when the Bruins were beating up on K-State only to let them back in. UCLA has not won a bowl game since the 2015 calendar year to end the 2014 season. So it's almost been eight years technically since the Bruins have played in a bowl game where they won against K-State, technically seven years if you go way and stretch it out. For the UCLA Bruins, you have the likes of their first bowl appearance since 2017 with the Cactus Bowl because they didn't play in the Holiday Bowl last year. And here they are with a very favorable matchup in terms of who's available. Bill McGovern confirmed DTR is playing. Jake Bobo's been playing. Charbonnet's been into practice mostly, but we'll, we'll see if he plays. Kaz Allen declared for the draft. Even Jack Lander declared for the draft, a long snapper for UCLA. So you're going to have a lot of interesting pieces. Even people in the portal, they've been all sticking around with the program, right? But Kaz Allen, as Chip Kelly's been saying, unavailable, unavailable, unavailable. 
So the Bruins will be at we about some speed on the outside, a potential change of pace back, depending on how the game could have worn out. But largely, UCLA has a chance to see what maybe, if Charbonnet doesn't ha- play, what they have in the backfield coming up for the 23 season. If he does play, well, I'd like to see Charbonnet go for a crazy bowl record and put up 700 yards and seven touchdowns. But we've seen this before. Charbonnet suits up and just stands on the sidelines. Either way, UCLA's got DTR, Jake Bobo, and a running attack that has been successful even without a Charbonnet or without key players who have played in the backfield, without an Allen doing things, without a Charbonnet. And the Bruins have been largely good. And with DTR playing, it seems like the DTR swan song for the five-year veteran for UCLA who can try and break even more records. So for a UCLA offense that is a lot more at full strength, for a UCLA defense that is pretty much at full strength, in the front seven, they're going to stop a pit attack that was largely centered this season on running the ball. Slovis averaged about 210 yards throwing the football, had about 10 touchdowns passing, but it was Abanaconda who had 20 touchdowns on the ground. So largely, Pitt got their job done running the football, so it'll start initially, one would think, through Rodney Hammond Jr., not wanted to have Nick Patty do too much, and then maybe a play action to try and find Jared Wayne, one of the leading receivers, who was Arguably the last offensive star Pitt has remaining unless he decides to opt out before or after or whenever this podcast ends. So UCLA has the large favor of who they have playing to lead themselves into a matchup where they should win and they should probably win fairly handedly. But with the amount of time in between bowl practice, you have a week plus all these stuff, the players, you could probably get an inkling as to who's going to play, who's not going to play heading into bowl season after the holiday season and, thinking how the regular season ends. UCLA should have this matchup in hand based on who's supposed to play at the moment, even if a Charbonnet doesn't play, or for some reason, even a Jake Bobo doesn't play at the last minute. The Bruins have the upper hand, and this is Bill McGovern's chance to show the fan base, hey, this is what we've missed on defense. And even if the Bruins have a good game and force three turnovers or four turnovers, people will be like, well, you're missing a large part of the pitch starters on the O-line, quarterback, running back, but still, it's one they should dominate and not get beat deep like they did against Cal to end the regular season, or when they're gashed on the ground against SC or beat deep in certain games in that game against Caleb Williams, or watching Jane Delora walk work back and forth across the pocket and extending plays. This is a game where it should hopefully play out like it should on paper. You would think that the Bruins do not take advantage. The Bruins should take advantage of the opportunity in front of them to win a game where they're probably favored, but I haven't looked at the numbers yet, where they're favored, it's a bowl game, and you have a chance to equal the single-season record for program wins, 10, with Chip Kelly. Since the 2000 Sun Bowl for UCLA, the Bruins have played in 13 different bowls and have had seven different coaches for those bowl games. Not just overall, just for interim coaches and those actual head coaches. Last game was a 2017 bowl game, the Cactus Bowl, where Jed Fish coached as he took over for Jim Mars. The Bruins lost to K-State and have not been to a bowl game since because the Holiday Bowl was canceled. So for the Bruins, it's their 14th, 14th bowl appearance. Would have been their 15th that they played last year in the Holiday Bowl, but 14th bowl appearance with eight different coaches. They're 16, 19, and 1 over their 36 bowl games played. And in the last 20-plus years, they have had, since that 22 Sun Bowl, 13 played games, seven coaches. This will be the 14th. And they've had a lot of different coaches ranging it from Bob Toledo, going to Carl Durrell, up and down to Rick Neuheisel, Jim Moore start off with the bang. So one sits to wonder, is UCLA better off than they were at 20, 
from 2017, 2018, looking for new era, new fresh blood, trying to get Chip Kelly revitalized. Well, after a week like the Bruins had over signing week, early signing day, flipping Dante Moore, compiling, depending on what you consider a top five, top four, could be a top three, if not top two transfer class, depending on how it all shakes out back in later in February of 23, when they finish out and just kind of polish off who the rest of the transfers could be. If you get an extra freshman or another transfer or two in the portal after it's all said and done, Chip Kelly has certainly built this team, gotten better year by year winning percentage. It's funny how Chip Kelly is almost like, as some might say, I'm beloved Raider fan. You have Derek Carr gets benched. Chip Kelly is either hated or loved, right? He's a polarizing figure for the UCLA fan base that says, fire him. We even posted the episode, should Chip Kelly be fired after that heartbreaking USC loss? Just kind of feeling the fan base based on the social media reactions of this fickle UCLA fan base that many of us are. I tend to be more optimistic and crushed soul-wise, not fire everybody. But for UCLA, you've seen Chip Kelly build and build and build, get better going on as his tenure at UCLA has continued to grow into the last year, the Pac-12 and into the Big Ten. So is this the stability UCLA needs? Certainly as the head coaching level for an offense, we expect it to be pretty solid year in and year out, regardless of who's the starting quarterback for this game, for the 23 season and beyond. It will, whether it's Dante Moore for three to four years, whether it's Garbers or whoever it is as a backup, whether it's uh, Colin Schley, all these guys, UCLA seems to be building after a pretty interesting two decades, right? You see UCLA under Carl Durrell, who got to some interesting heights in 05, only to get knocked down to peg after a crushing loss to Arizona and a crushing loss to USC with all the marble, with everything on the line in the Pac-10 then, and having to play in the Pac in the Sun Bowl and have an exciting game against Northwestern, those cardiac Bruins, only to see Carl Durrell's biggest moment be an 06 upset win against SC. And then he's gone back in the 07 Bowl, I think the Vegas Bowl, when they played BYU. Rick Neuheisel, the monopoly in L.A. is over, and that didn't exactly happen. Only to see Jim Moore come through, immediately switch things, come through grit and grind. And we've seen what he's done at UConn, but for, it didn't really last at UCLA at the end of those Josh Rosen years, leading to a change in leadership. And Chip Kelly, while he started slow, he's been building and building. And these are the names of guys who have coached bowl games since the 2000 Sun Bowl, Ed Kazarian, yes, beloved Ed Kazarian, super fan and beloved dear guest of Locked On UCLA podcast. Ed Kazarian, Carl Durrell, Dwayne Walker after that heartbreak versus BYU, Rick Neuheisel, Mike Johnson, Jim Mora, and Jed Fish. Those are the seven names, and now Chip Kelly added to the eighth in 14 separate bowl games over 20 years. I'm not sure that's exactly the best number you want, but I think we as UCLA fans should be pretty thankful into terms of, all right, Chip Kelly seems to have this program going the right direction, and I believe it's so. Whether you have different opinions when it comes to defense, ideas, whether who should be used offensively, who should be gotten in the portal, those are all game plans and ideas down the line. Either way, UCLA has a chance to send DTR off with one last swan song, a win in a bowl game, which the Bruins haven't had since Brett Hundley, which is who DTR is breaking out all the records of. Brett Hundley a large part of these quarterbacks and career yards, touchdowns, all these things where DTR can try and break even more, which we'll highlight in the next episode as we talk about UCLA's offense. Keying forward against the pit defense, that is also without a quite a few 
of key starters. It seems like Pitt has one key starter on offense, one key starter on defense, and everything else has left. At least eight to ten starters pretty much gone for the Pitt Panthers in the game. The Bruins should win, and we expect UCLA to come out on top. So, Chip Kelly, we're excited for that Sun Bowl. Get that single-season program equaling win. If not, we'll be heartbroken and distraught on New Year's Eve, and we will... uh, We'll have to see how to handle those on the New Year's Eve, the day after the bowl game. Either way, we're excited as UCLA has a chance to get a big win to end the season. We'll come back with more offensive uh, keys to the game. After that, we'll have a game day. It'll be Friday. That Friday, we have the game day. In addition to basketball on the same day, we'll have our reactions and all that. This has been Locked On UCLA. Go make on Locked On Sports Day your second listen today. Thanks for making Locked On UCLA your first listen. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Like, comment. We'll get those hands in the air. Zach Anders, Jock Simer signing off. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You see, UCLA fight, fight, fights. This has been Locked On UCLA. Go Bruins.